Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. We're live on WYSL until 1 p.m. So give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. And we have Andrew Hollister back on the show, too. Andrew, welcome back. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, right on, man. It's good to have you back. Also, shout out down the line to our friends listening on all of the social media channels, the Kevin Wilson pages, the Andrew Hollister pages, and, of course, the Free Solution page and YouTube channel as well. Wherever you're listening today, thank you for being here. Appreciate y'all participating in the discussion, listening, doing whatever. We're talking about election results today. And also shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark a little bit later. Uh, love you guys, too. And our podcast listeners. And, and, and folks, I apologize for, for regular podcast listeners. I dropped the ball on posting like eight episodes, but they're all caught up as of now. <laughs> it is the stream is up to date. You can catch all those past episodes anywhere you find podcasts. Just look up a free solution. All right. But we, we got election results to talk about. Andrew, did you vote? I did vote. Yep. Voting's aggression, to... Andrew. That's uh, well, you know. <laughs> Um, no, I got a chance to vote. I voted a little bit later in the day. Um, the, uh, poor board of elections voting people apparently didn't get snacks this year. And apparently candidates used to be allowed to actually bring them lunch and snacks. And so it used to be a thing. Candidates would come in as they, um, like meet up with their poll watchers and they would bring, you know, snacks and lunch and stuff like that for the election workers. Apparently, that's not allowed anymore. I don't know how long ago it stopped. Um, but, you know, so probably. Like, do, do people think, like, the candidates are going to be, like, bribing the poll workers to, like, do some I shady am, stuff? If I'm sure that's exactly why it stopped. I'm sure somebody was like, I saw such and such candidate giving a Milky Way bar to the Board of Elections staff, and they changed the results of the election or, or something. I'm, I'm sure right. that's what happened. Um, so the Board of Elections people, I guess, they don't get snacks from the candidates anymore, which, to be honest, is, is kind of like a great thing that the community could do anyways. And um, it's unfortunate that candidates can't either because I know candidates being so involved with the process – understand just the amount of work that board of elections puts in and so they have the capability to just kind of value that maybe a little bit more than the average person and um so for everybody who's listening next election day think about bringing in some snacks for your poll workers uh because why not it's just a nice thing to do it's a great thing that you can do in your community to thank them for the work they're doing to make sure that your election uh is accurate yeah, because as you said, it's a job that requires a, a ton of work to do, and like it is what makes the election process 
actually work. It's it's I mean that you get paid like a little bit of a stipend to be there. You have to go through a whole training and everything. Um, but yeah, being one of the poll workers in there is a, is a ton of work. So thank you, folks who who do do that work, um, and make sure that uh, the votes get counted correctly. It's it's not easy. Yeah, um, yeah. So next year, you know, assuming I'm not running for anything, and anybody who's wondering, no, I'm not planning on running for anything next year. That's what um, they all say. That's, that's a, I'm not that's planning on running for a thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I just have an exploratory committee just to explore. This. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to send donations to a possible fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I think next year what I'm going to try to do is, uh, I don't know, grab a sheet pizza on my way to voting or something and drop it off for the poll workers because, I don't know, it just seems like a a fun, good kind thing to do yeah I'm, I'm sure no one at all will take your good intentions in a terrible way and turn it into a scandal oh yeah I'm, i'll be you know on the front of the dnc for something yeah so uh, local radio host attempts to manipulate election with uh, cheap yeah. pizza oh come on they they won't give me that it'll be something like party insider, party tries insider. To <laughs> there we go <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's it uh, you know, a former statewide candidate and party insider. Yep, yep. Yeah, they'll dress it up good. I'll be like, I didn't realize I, I sounded that good on paper. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had no idea I was that influential. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about you? You get a chance to vote yesterday? Yes, I, I did vote. Uh, you know, I exercised some bullet voting in, in areas where I, I felt like I wanted to focus on, like, just the candidates I wanted to win. And, and as I said in, in my show, was it a Monday, you know, was, you, you don't have to fill out the entire ballot if you don't want to. If you It says to select five candidates for, say, city council, and there isn't five candidates you like, you don't got to pick all of them. I did that when Andrew was running for city council back in 2017. Did it this year, too. Won't tell you who, but uh, I did not <laughs> fill out all five, uh, and same with a couple of the other positions as well. Um, and of course, uh, vote for all those uh, the the judge positions, Supreme Court, City Council, Mayor. There wasn't much of a choice for me. County Ledge, not much of a choice for me. Is is Rachel Barnhart or Rachel Barnhart? Mayor is Malik Evans or Malik Evans? Um, so both of those candidates appear to have won. Um, it is possible to win on a write-in. Uh, we, we might talk about the, the Buffalo election a little bit later because it looks like mm-hmm. the incumbent Byron Brown may have pulled off a win with a write-in campaign over there beating the uh, the socialist candidate. Well, she, it, she's a Democratic Party candidate, but she is an out-and-out, calls herself a Democratic socialist. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, and yeah, and then the, the ballot proposals uh, – Interesting results. I, I ended up voting the way that I talked about on uh, was last week's show. Whenever I talked about it, um, but you know the results, except for proposal two, did not turn out the way I expected. I, I expected three and four to pass. I definitely expected two to pass, but three and four uh, looks like they've failed, and so is one, which I'm, I'm glad about that. Um, did uh, did you have any thoughts on the on the ballot proposals? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I had um I had some interesting thoughts. I mean, I knew how I was going to vote. I was a little bit surprised when I did research this year. Um, 
that there were so many ballot proposals. Normally there's like maybe one or two. So having five this year um, was a surprise. And I I did get a lot of people who reached out kind of asking like, hey, what, what does this mean? And something that I really, really don't like about ballot proposals is how poorly worded they are and vague. And that's something that just really kind of, yeah. you know. Especially ballot proposal one, which is like you, you read it and it's like five different clauses. But when mm-hmm. you look at like what those things actually do, it's a novel. It's it's a yeah. ton of stuff. So mm-hmm. like those those probably should have all been separate things. Separate. Yeah. I, I, I think, agree. Yeah. And like individually, some of those might have been more likely to get through, like the 63 senators thing. I think the uh, the counting prisoners thing, it, it's already in state law. It might have gone through anyway. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, and then I think the census thing probably would have failed anyway. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 weird that it wasn't like a, a separate uh, ballot prop compared to the redistricting thing, which is a whole other can of worms. Um, and I think is kind of the the most controversial point of that ballot proposal. But as of right now, the unofficial state election results, which I'll, I'll post a link to that if you guys haven't seen this stuff, is that 38 percent voted yes, 48 percent voted no, and 13 percent left it blank. Yeah, yeah and, and for them to overcome – that no, they got to come up with a little over three million votes, either in discrepancy or absentee. So probably that number, or sorry, three hundred thousand, not three million. Um, moved to zero. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a little bit there. Yeah, but 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 still, even it, it's still a big threshold to get over. And I don't. I should look this up before a show. I don't know how many outstanding absentee ballots are out there right now, but that, that is a pretty big uh, threshold to, to overcome here. Uh, I know that it may come into play in some of the, the local, like, Monroe County races, uh, particularly the county ledge races, some of which are only separated by a few dozen votes. Those, yeah. the absentee ballots, look like they're probably going to matter here, and, and, and mm-hmm. particularly in Monroe County, which has been controlled by Republicans for, oh, goodness, I think since, like, 1992, I saw this morning. Yeah. Uh, they... They may lose it to the Democrats, depending on the results of the absentee ballots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, uh, the, I think there's a, a couple of races that look like that. Um, I, I will say, was not surprised that proposal two passed. Yeah. Um, that wasn't <laughs> a surprise. So I was surprised that three and four uh, didn't past though that 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 was a surprise to me yeah um, uh, we're, we're running out of time for now though i know what we're coming up on the clock so when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about those three two three and four some local elections uh and if you guys have any thoughts you know i know we have listeners from all throughout new york state and sometimes beyond you have thoughts on the election and how things turned out for you give us a call 585-346-3000 or leave us a comment we'd love to hear from you thanks again for joining us here on a free solution we're gonna be back in just a few minutes We'll be right back. 
Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today, with Andrew Hollister co-hosting. Hey guys, solution. how's it going? Yeah. Give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion today. Again, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. If you want to discuss the results of last night's election. Again, we're, we're talking about the, the ballot proposals, too. Uh, given, gave a whole breakdown of those ballot proposals on a previous show. And, yeah, I, I'm not at all surprised Prop 2 passed. And I said this, like, I, I think that there there are going to be some legal pitfalls to this. But, like, when I, when I saw my friends talking about this, even the ones who are, like, kind of conservative talking about that proposal on Facebook, they're like, what sort of Captain Planet villain would you have <laughs> to be to vote against clean air, clean water, and a healthful environment? <laughs> well, apparently uh, we have about 900,000 of them but i i will say in reading this it, it was pretty unclear and my personal and you may have already covered this kevin so you you know feel free no, to let me know um it was so vague even when i looked up the text it was kind of like so can they say like driving your car more than three times a day violates everybody's right to clean air and you can't drive your car anymore like could that be a result of this Certainly sounds um, like a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, or um, clean water. You know, how how are we going to establish the right to clean water, and what what does that do? What does right. that change? It, it was it was so vague. Is and it so clean unclear. drinking water too? Is it clean waterways? Like every time Lake Ontario becomes too dirty to swim in, like. Who's at fault? Who is responsible mm-hmm. for paying for that? The Army Corps of Engineers, New York State, you know, any uh, like and I get like the intention is like we don't want companies to pollute. So we're going to establish this as a right where the state has to be proactive in making sure that people are not subject to the negative externalities of pollution, even though we already have a lot of mechanisms in place to do this. Um, and, you know, Scott is his comment says, yeah, number two isn't going to be what people thought they voted for. But it feels mm-hmm. good. Great virtue signaling. Like, it, it sounds super great in theory. Why would anyone be against clean air, clean water, and a healthful environment? Healthful environment, too, is going to be a tricky one because what does that phrase mean in the age of COVID? Is, is healthful environment applicable to the situation we have with the, with the HERO Act, for instance? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be. I am sure a bunch of lawyers are going to get very rich off of this, though. 
That's oh, that's absolutely. my prediction for <laughs> prop two. Well, in a, a healthful environment, unless they specifically defined it anywhere, which I did not see, and it's possible I missed it, um, does that mean mental health? Does that mean people will have the right to tell their employers they don't want to work physically at work for their mental health? Yeah. Um, so many questions yeah. here, so many lawsuits. Uh, if you thought it was expensive to live in New York, Prop 2 probably just made it a yeah. lot more expensive. It, it, like, po- positive rights like this, uh, as compared to like restrictions on government, negative rights like like free speech mm-hmm. and the, the government not being able to take away the right to defend yourself, like they are much trickier to arbitrate where those lines are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I, I imagine it's going to be expensive. Hopefully everything works out great, though. Like, maybe I, I, I'm not super optimistic about that. But, but maybe you know, this will be great, and it'll just shut down the bad polluters, the Captain Planet villains. Just you, evil capitalists, will have to worry about this. No one yeah. else. <laughs> yep, there you go. And New York will be the only state in the nation with clean air, clean water, and a healthful environment. That's that's going to be it. It's going to be us. But yeah, but but and then three and four, like I said, I. It's interesting that those didn't get passed. Prop three, of course, was the uh, the ten day um, uh, period for having the register to vote before an election, removing that, allowing for same day election uh, registration. I know some folks are worried about that just from a uh, like a, a a fraud point of view. Um, I, I had my very grumpy reason for not being for that, which was like, listen, if you haven't planned out that you're going to vote more than 10 days before an election, you haven't even planned out to register to vote, then you probably are not forward thinking enough to go out and make a decision about my life. But, you know, no one likes that idea. Um, uh, but, well, but, I, and I, I could say. That, but that's know, not, that's not the reason advocate. why this would, uh, yeah. th- that this exists. The reason it existed in the first place was because, you know, th- just before computers, before you could register online, like you needed an amount of time to process and confirm the information. Like that's, that's uh. it. Yeah, I mean, almost everything's done on tablets now. It's it's very electronic. Um, and I will say, as a previous candidate, there are times, as you're doing your final door-to-doors, days before the election, you meet somebody who is very excited about your candidacy just to find out they're not registered to vote. <laughs> like, it, it happens, you know? Yeah. And their their civic inspiration happens at that moment, and then the system immediately crushes them again when they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go vote for the very first time. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't vote till next year. Hmm. Yeah. Bet you that person doesn't end up voting next year. They uh, probably don't end up completing their voter registration. Unless you got a form right there, which most candidates do, and you take care of mailing it in for them. But even yeah. then... They, uh, the excitement is probably wasted because they realize the system's set up in a way that wasn't convenient and easy for them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fair. And again, I I kind of I, – I get why people would, would want this. My reason for being grumpy about it is not at all a legitimate reason to, like, oppose this. And, like, in fact, you, you can't give that as a legal – oh, we, we want less people to vote. Like, mm. But that's just me being grumpy. Like, all right, like, if you're not informed, don't, don't vote. But I, yeah. I get why – we should remove these barriers. There's no technological reason not to have this anymore. When you go in and do early voting, they basically they can print out a ballot for you 
now no. depends on what you like. There's no reason to, to have this barrier. In fact, there's also no reason to have specific polling sites either. I, I think that's kind of dumb nowadays uh, if you can just print off a ballot anywhere. And I'm mostly grumpy about that because I literally can see a polling site from my house, but it is not my polling site. I have to go walk or drive like two blocks away. Minor inconvenience for me, but I'm like, man, it's right there. I can see it. (laughs) Why can't I just go to that one? Yeah, my one of my biggest gripes with where we've gone with electronic is um, why can't I have a receipt showing all of all of my votes that were tallied on my ballot? Some states have it. New York doesn't. You just get a little check mark that says ballot cast. It would be cool to have it just give you a little receipt that says each of the things you marked off and the vote that it recorded. Um, like, like, but who the specific w- vote was for? Because I, I could see why that could be, like, dangerous for voting, like, anonymity, right? Like, if you have, like, an employer who's going to do something shady and be like, oh, like, I, I only want to employ you if you're going to vote for this candidate. Like, show me the receipt. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that could be a thing, but... I don't know. I'd I'd like to know that the machine casted my ballots right. Yeah, that's there's a trade off there. Plain and simple. No, it's, no, it's yeah, is, I yeah. think we talked about that in the past. Like, I, like there, we should be able to at least see that like the vote was recorded, right? Like, even if it's like temporarily on the screen or something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would, I'd kind of like to see that. But um, yeah, because my my first the, when I put in the ballot, it didn't take it right away. It actually spit it back out. Said there was like a problem, some error. They had to come over. Reput in the machine, and it's just a ballot cast. And I was like, yeah. well, what was the problem the first time? <laughs> was it recorded right the second time? You know, I, I work in technology, so I have, I think, an appropriate amount of faith that it was recorded properly. But we also have debug logs and error logs, and, and we confirm it would be nice to have a receipt. Yeah. You know, you place an order online, you get an email. You know, here's your order confirmation. So... Fair enough. And then, yeah, and then uh, number four, the absentee ballot thing. Uh, and it, like it's because it's like, I think the um, the Libertarian Party of New York ended up coming out against this one, too, which surprised me. They, they, they gave out the like the uh, the ballot frog reason. I said, you know, I'm a, I think that one uh, that that was the whole committee who came to consensus on that one. I, I was surprised they, they ended up coming on that side of it, because to me, I, I'm fine with absentee balloting. I, I think like you should be able to vote however you want if you want to vote by mail it's fine like who cares i should be able to vote by app that's my Uh, hot take yeah i i would i would love to vote by app too but (laughs) i maybe that's a in our lifetime thing kevin i don't know we'll see all right let's develop it let's make it happen let's make it happen thanks again for joining us here on a free solution when we come back we'll talk about the results of some monroe county races maybe that buffalo race to the mayoral race which is very interesting and anything else leave your comments or give us a call 585-346-3000 that's 585-346-3000 we're going to be back in just a few minutes on a free solution
Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today with, I promise you he's here, Andrew Hollister. Just catching up on the digital stream here with Andrew Hollister. We're live here on WYSL until 1 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in the discussion, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments wherever we're streaming today. Got a whole bunch of places. The Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, Andrew Hollister page, Andrew Hollister YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you're listening. Thank you, including our friends over at WACK out in Newark. Appreciate you all, too. Uh, and we did get a call over the break, didn't want to go on the air, but uh, asked whether or not the uh, the new right to clean air, clean water, and healthful environment would lead to stuff like what California is doing with, with banning all gas-powered small engines, and, and maybe. So California, I I, I just looking it up over the break, they do have a right to clean water. You know, they already have some of this stuff established as rights. They did that back in uh, 2012. And, yeah, that, that might be the case where uh, New York will now have to, if they're going to be in compliance with their own constitution, uh, implement stricter standards on things that emit pollution. And, again, what does that mean mm-hmm. for us trying to just do day-to-day activities like driving a car, mowing a lawn, whatever – um, yeah, no, thank you for calling in and making that point. Uh, anything to add to that, Andrew? Uh, somebody's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> no, it absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's. That, I guess that's that's what always happens. So, yeah. You know, we we pass something with feel good intentions. Uh, a few years down the road, we realize what that really means, um, and then we create whole lot more pollution to manufacture devices to re- replace these dangerous pollution causing things so yep. it it would be interesting you know in in the united states we're actually pretty terrible about producing valid reports on um just environmental impact in general on just about anything uh denmark however does a great job and if you look at some of the uh, reports that come out of Denmark, they don't align at all with some of our legislation. And it's, it's kind of funny because we've passed feel-good legislation. For example, plastic bag ban um, sounds great. People are happy that there's less plastic bags hanging from trees. But statistically, we're actually doing much worse for the environment now. And... Uh, Denmark's got the numbers to prove it. 
I doubt any politician in the United States will put that forward and be like, oops, we well, made a big you, mistake here. You count the metrics that make you look good. You ignore the ones mm-hmm. that don't. You know, See, there are fewer plastic bags, which is yep. the result of a plastic bag ban. Therefore, we have you know, single-use plastic bags. Now, there's more uh, other plastic out there now as a direct result of <laughs> this yeah. as well. So... Um, well, and, and, and paper bags just aren't used enough because what a lot of people don't realize is the environmental impact of creating a paper bag is so much more than a one-time use plastic bag that you never get enough uses out of the paper bag to break even on the environmental impact. And that that's that's kind yeah. of the numbers that we ignore here is we go, look, we have less plastic. And yeah, was, look uh... – we have biodegradable bags. bags. Those reusable bags, yeah, like they, it, it requires a lot of resources to, to produce those, especially mm-hmm. the, the paper bags. They, they require a lot of resources to manufacture and transport too. It's not it's not totally no. cost neutral in this case. So sometimes it's not necessarily the worst thing to have the the, the quote single use plastic bags that, that people often reuse anyway. Um, yeah, no, lots of lots of great points there, but you know, again, appreciate the listener calling in and uh, bringing up that because that's that's why I wonder what's going to happen too. Is again, good just because someone has good intentions, and I, I genuinely think most people who voted for this have good intentions, does not mean that we're going to get the results that we think we're going to get out of that. Um, but if you have any other comments on this stuff, again, give us a call, 585-346-3000. You don't necessarily have to go on air if you don't want to. You can always leave a comment with our producer too. And uh, if you have something good, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on air. Uh, and if we don't comments, talk about it, maybe it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe we just time. didn't have that's, time. That's, yeah, that's no, sometimes likely. we run out of time. You know, <laughs> I, I, like Sometimes I know we'll, we'll, we'll get a call like two minutes before the show's over, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to write that down, try to remember to bring it up on the next show. But if you give us a call now, it's good stuff. We'll, we'll, we're happy to talk about it. Uh, Bob Shuan uh, left a comment, says, uh, the issue with the machines doesn't read the ballot unless it inserts perfectly, so there's a large failure rate. We had to have voter insert ballot 10 times before it read, cor- reads correctly. Yeah, you know, I, I had to do the same thing. I, it took me third time is when I was able to, to get it mm. to finally go through. Um, so that does happen. And uh, we have a comment from first segment of the show, uh, which I wasn't sure which candidate this candidates this person was talking about. Rogers says, is there a reason why no one else ran against those two? I, don't, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the uh, the the races that I said no one was challenging in, Rachel Barnhart, Malik Evans. Uh, or if you're talking about the Buffalo mayor race, so we'll talk about both. Uh, in Rochester, it's kind of similar reason. Like, why did no one else run against uh, you know, Malik Evans? Well, he won the the primary for Democrats and Working Family. Mayor Warren, um, unlike Byron Brown, uh, had just <laughs> was likely to be found guilty of uh, the charges for campaign finance violations and ended up pleading guilty to. Some of those things and is stepping down in December, like a couple weeks before it turns up anyway, uh, in, in exchange for uh, pleading guilty to, to some of those things. Um, so there, there's a reason why Lovely Warren didn't end up doing a write-in campaign for this. Um, and there's and no Republican thing. challenger or challenger from any other parties in the city. The city's Yeah, just... I mean it's it's tough to do. You know, like t- Tony Michke ran last time and that guy worked super hard and got – clobbered you know mm-hmm. it, it, it stinks and it's hard for donors to rally around a candidate knowing that 
there's such a registration disadvantage in the city for Republicans, much less independents or, or libertarians or whoever, uh, and that the battle to win is tough. So unless you are independently wealthy and you have the time and the resources to run a race independently, you're probably going to get your butt kicked. Again, mm-hmm. Andrew and I have both experienced this, and whether yeah. you're Republican or independent. Yep. Um, yep. It's uh, so yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough to, to put yourself out there knowing that you're likely to get clobbered. Um, same even with the county ledge race. It's just a, the someone could run, and and I you know I live in District Twenty One. Cool, but uh, chances are it's, it's going to be really tough to win. It, it's not impossible. Just just very very tough to win in district this district, which has a an overwhelming uh, Democrat advantage. Uh, in registration, the the ones where things are a bit closer, that's where you're seeing these close election results uh, here in Monroe County, and I'm sure many other counties are experiencing some of this too. Um, but but then out in Buffalo, yeah, same. I imagine it's the same thing. The the Republicans just didn't want to put anyone. I don't know a ton about this race. I have to have like Dwayne Whitmer on this show or something to talk about what's going on with that race. But but just or the the buffalo specific politics anyway but what's interesting about this one right about that race in particular right is that uh the the candidate who won uh the primary back in june is again self-proclaimed democratic socialist uh and she was going into this assuming and india walton she was going into this assuming that she's probably going to win you know again Mm -hmm. you got the democratic primary a lot of people are gonna just vote row A all the way? That's that's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Andrew, you you heard that so much in uh, in, in your campaign when, for city council, and you're like, oh, so God. painful. You'd call voters, and they'd say, "Yeah, I already got the card in the mail. It told me exactly who to vote for. I just get this card, and I just do whatever it tells me to do every year." Uh, it's like really frustrating. Yeah, row A all the way. Oh, mm-hmm. That drives me nuts. But yeah. um, but yeah, uh, you know, with that race. Um, she she probably assumed she was going to win, but it's an incumbent mayor who uh, I I think he certainly he, this is I think going to be his fifth four year term, which is uh, wow. the, the longest term um, the longest uh, serving mayor in Buffalo history, I believe. Uh, he has his share of controversies, but uh, like you know, like Lovely Warren here, she, she uh, he certainly has a very loyal following of folks, and they they I think. He was running off of a like a write down Byron Brown campaign, and mm. so my, my my thoughts on this again. I have no particular love for Byron Brown. I know like he has his own set of issues, um, but it is interesting to see how the primary system, which tends to drive out some of the most extreme partisan voters, Democrats and Republicans mm-hmm. in the primary yep. system, produced. The most extreme candidate in this case, which is a self-proclaimed democratic socialist in western New York of all places. And those voters, the ones who are most motivated to show up for a democratic primary, were not in touch with the general election voters, which I mm-hmm. assume not only includes you know, the Republicans and independents who couldn't participate in that primary, but many Democrats who probably like didn't bother to show up the first time, but they're like – Whoa, whoa, well, yeah, I, I, I don't want to vote for a socialist. What the heck? Mm-hmm. What, what, what happened yeah. here? Well, I was asleep at the wheel, and, and suddenly, what we got uh, an actual socialist trying to run our city? What's that going to do to my livelihood? What's that going to do? It, it's going to be interesting to see the analysis that comes out of that race, and 
interesting to see, like, what, what does this mean, if anything, probably nothing, for the primary system? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my suspicion is uh, it's very telling of the primary system, but won't change it at all. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Again, give us a call if you want to participate in discussion, 585-346-3000. Thoughts on elections that affected you. 55346-3000. We're back on a free solution in just a few minutes. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thanks again for joining us on A Free Solution. Got me and Andrew Hollister here live on WYSL talking about election results and what they mean. You talked about the the situation with the, the socialists losing in Buffalo. Is there hope for the average voter to reject? that extreme ideology is there any hope for the republicans to do the same i don't know i hope so because they, they're proposing some big socialist solutions too but I, i'm glad to see it happen i i, I did not I, i'm not getting no particular love for byron brown i'm just glad the socialists didn't win uh but let's talk about some local election results too because again as we had mentioned at the the top of the show uh the, the republicans in in monroe county uh have controlled the the county ledge since 1992 until very recently they had the county exec position too but of course adam bellow a democrat uh, has that uh, spot right now up for election in another two years i believe but it's very very close right now there's there's at least three late races that are coming down to absentee ballots uh michael udelson and matt uh burkowski uh down in the 13th district udelson 48.6 percent Burkowski, 51.33%. Very, very close. Wait for the absentee ballots to come in. Uh, 16th District, Joe Carbone, who is a leader in the the legislature, down right now. Dave Long, the Democrat, 50.3%. Joe Carbone, 49.64%. If the absentee ballots skew Democrat in that case, Joe, Joe Carbone might be out. Yeah, which is which is interesting, um, and uh, up in the twenty sixth district, I think that's where you used to live too, right? It's a uh, like Charlotte do. area. You still do, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, Versa Roman forty eight point seven percent, Orlando Rivera Republican fifty one point one eight percent. Versa is the Democrat is the incumbent 
And so we'll see again if the absentee ballots skew in her favor. I think uh, she needs like what uh, 60 some odd percent or no, 56 percent. Uh, and I'll I'll share where I'm getting that information too in the uh, in the thread. Um, then then she'll pull it off, and and yeah, she might do it. And, and again, Orlando is uh, you know he's he's run for a few times now, and seems like a good guy. So it'd be interesting if he pulls it off, but uh, it's going to be close. Yeah, there's in in that race specifically. It looks like 78 votes. So it's. It's not a lot of votes there, folks. No. You know, you gotta get out and make sure you vote. Or if you're not going out, send in those absentee ballots because you know this is a race that could be overturned by absentee ballots. Um, and or when they count the absentee ballots, I mean this this election could be within a handful of votes. Yeah. If if the absentee ballots split out the same way uh, the in-person polling split out, which I, I don't think it will because statistically speaking, um, Democrats are just more apt to vote absentee, um, it's going to yeah. be really close. It could be within five votes this election. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's going to be – Incredibly, which has happened before, right? Like we've had uh, uh, Peter Vasquez on the show before. He lost one of his primaries a few years ago by his like only like a half dozen votes, just yeah. crazy close. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if the legislature swings that way. Like Monroe County again, it's it's a very split county. The the registration like. Uh, in terms of Democrat, Republicans, definitely trending towards Democrat way more uh, over the last couple of years. Nationwide, Republicans did super well, you know, like a lot of places like in Virginia, you know, it uh, looks like Youngkin is probably going to win down there against uh, McAuliffe. Uh, but they had education specific issues that were driving that came uh, that mm-hmm. campaign um, in that election. But, you know, the all politics are local, right? And so there's a different unique frustrations with both Democrats and Republicans in Monroe County that are, are driving some of these races. Plus, you know, again, the individual candidates in some of these too, and, and their strategies for getting out the vote. Cause like on a, on the countywide level, the, the Republicans still did pretty well in the, the judge races. Um, but on those individual district levels, like there's a few more that are just, especially, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Greece starting to go a little bit that way uh, in those split districts like the one you live in. Um, Henrietta, like Henrietta used to be pretty safely Republican, and now it's now it's a split district, split yeah. split area yeah. with, a, with a Democrat town supervisor and, and several Democrat uh, town board members down there, too. Again, used to be safe Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was I was expecting Republicans to actually get clobbered worse um, in, in in these races too. So, but that that's just me. Yeah. Just just it, it might be fueled by like anecdotal evidence of maybe it's more reflective of who I talk to than sure yeah. than the actual your own personal echo chamber. Yeah. Uh, now, what are what are your thoughts as we're talking about this um, about the sheriff's race? I mean, you know, Republicans didn't even point anybody up. Is that people just? Love Todd Baxter that much? Or yeah, you know that's the Republicans that's, just knew they couldn't win. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, a little I, of everything. I, I think it, it is against. Uh, you know, I would uh, Todd, Todd Baxter 
strikes me as kind of a, like a conservative-ish Democrat. Um, and that's, well, he was that's, a Republican before. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that being the case, it, it just – and I'd be curious to hear from the Republicans on this, but just like it wasn't ideologically important to, to go after that seat given like how he tends to, to approach things anyway. You know, it's not like, you know, you're like, – like when the Greens put up something like Emily Good a while ago, it's not like you have like a radical like, you know – candidate running for sheriff on the Democratic side, Todd Baxter's moderate. He does fairly well. He only occasionally makes people upset, and most of the time he's making people upset. It's on the left, and and most of them aren't going to just vote for him anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It's, uh, it's going to be my next uh, tagline, only occasionally make people upset. <laughs> so. oh, <God. laughs> do, they'll do great in the general and terrible in the primary. Uh, of course. Yep. Oh. Um, no, so so yeah, those races have been interesting, and then you know, I I don't I don't really have anything. I, I haven't looked much into like the like the Supreme Court ones at this point. Uh, I don't know. I just I I don't know what to make of them. I I feel like most people don't understand what the state Supreme Court even does. You just you kind mm-hmm. of no. most people again. I I knew who the candidates were in in many of these cases because I I'd met some of them before, or you know I researched them, but I. Your average voter probably has no idea what uh, the state Supreme Court actually controls and what make a good candidate. And that's that's unfortunate. Like I, that's not a case for vo- not voting for them. It's, it's a case for like most folks should do research on this. Many voters I talk to do not know that New York State has a Supreme Court and think that there's only the Supreme Court and have no idea. So that's uh, – well. You know, oh, high you school go. civics class. We got to, you know, up that a little bit, a little more voter education. And it's hard for justices, too, because they're not really allowed to campaign. Yeah, so there's even the less education about those positions because they're really not supposed to campaign. They can kind of show up to an event, say who they are, and that's, that's about it. Right on. All right. Andrew, glad you're back. It's good to talk to you again. All right, and thanks again for joining us here on Free Solution. Tomorrow, we'll have Tim O'Connor, and I'll be on Friday with Tim. Talk to you then.